0: The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air.
1: Good morning, you're on the Deadline Report with Ben Vigin, Investigate Security of Fresh FM. Uh, this, last week we did the... Beginning of our A to Z all of the political process, just looking at different terminology uh, that, and words being sort of largely thrown around the last few years, which sort of shape our politics or we should be thinking about in relation to this coming election. Uh, I'm going to put that on hold for the moment because I'll, I'll finish off that one next week, uh, largely just because I'm on the road and it's difficult to kind of uh, produce a show and re- read a script at the same time while you're busily trying to run around d- and deliver... Eight and a half thousand newspapers, which we put into around 3,000 kilometres around the South Island, majority in the top part of the top of the South, uh, into uh, Collingwood, Onakaka, Takaka, Motueka, Mapua, Upamutri, Tohuna, Stoke, Nelson, Havelock, Picton, and effectively Kaikoura. So Kaikoura is actually technically speaking in the Canterbury, but you get the general, just the idea that we're pretty much carpet bomb the hell out of the place. Um, with, with this A to Z of that, but look, which again is on my website, the www.postmanproductions.com. Uh, you feel free to go and Google that particular um, address or even Ben Virgin and the postmanproductions.com, uh, the autistic detective. And um, if you're actually able to find me on Google or Bing, then uh, consider yourself amazing because pretty much all online these days I'm being. I've been killed. I've been written off harder than Russell Brand on a YouTube clip before his trial. As again, just quickly mention that too. I don't care about Russell Brand, I don't care. I've actually really, really he's a nice enough chap in from the south scene. Haven't really followed his stuff ever since. Um, don't know what the truth is of this particular situation, but I do think it's very interesting that we're now entering this phase where just an allegation enough is simply enough to destroy your career you might have heard me talking about in previous shows that we were kind of moving to this like witch hunt phase where basically people whipped up to a kind of area where they just turn around and just you know basically persecution by me, my media or, or social media platform and this would be kind of built up to a norm until it kind of got to an excessive level in which case um, the authorities would step in and this would be utilised as a one of the tools to kind of explain well oh no we can't have uh, people going around just saying what they actually think um, anyway, I'm totally diverting. Uh, so, right, so, what we did was we went off and meet, me delivered all these papers, and we, we basically went around and did a little bit of political action uh, special where I went around as I went to small towns and parts of the country. As things were popping up at me, I sort of made a little comment or talked about it and did a little video clips of which Gain. It will be on my website, the uh, postmanproductions.com, uh, if you can find it or well, again, look for the shipping news, Ben virgin, Again, good luck if you can find it. Most of my uh, people actually come to my website these days are people who are long-term visitors, who've known myself for a very, very long time, and, um I send them out a link each each month and um, have been doing so for quite some time. However, of course, now what's happening is that when I send out a link via private messages to people who have been my actual friends as in terms of not just on my page, regular you know, conversations because most of my subscribers I end up forming quite a good relationship with... Uh, now it gets to listed as spam if I send more than 10 of those at a time. Uh, and again, it's really frustrating. You know, I look at and turn around and see so many people out there that we're told, oh, look out for the outright extremists and yet they don't seem to have any problem on their social media pages. Get... So this kind of goes to what I was saying with the uh, Socialist website. They've actually said that the sites that are getting censored the hardest are not actually the right-wing sites that you think. They're the ones that are actually anti-corporate. <laughs> and the ones that are anti-war, which again, is is my two beats. I don't really care what flag you choose to fly under, as long as you don't expect to be the idea that corporations are awesome, um, we'll get along fine. Uh, So anyway, so we went off and round and we did this big trip, (laughs) delivering the papers because again, the the papers are an awesome way to get around the algorithm and more and more about what I say to people is get offline. Online is a set of handcuffs. It's controlling what you see, everything you discuss. You know, whether it's the whole transhumanism stuff, if it wasn't being fed to you in your algorithm, it wouldn't be the thing that you're actually talking about, whether you're for it or, or against it. However, because this is the algorithm, this becomes the things that we actually talk about. We don't end up talking about things like the TPA, which, you know, virtually in this, in this day and age, is like, oh, that was ages ago. Move along, Ben. It, well, the TPA is still in actual existence, uh, well, the CPTP is, and the causes, the investment state settlement dispute causes, are actually having even more impact now post-COVID than, than previously, we should be talking about these things but they're not on the algorithm and so therefore they won't become an actual topic of discussion we should be talking about the local government New Zealand and again all these sort of so-called pop-up heroes of the revolution um, don't really want to talk about local government New Zealand they want to talk to you about Agenda 2030, the communist plot, but they don't want to talk to you about Agenda 2030 as promoted by Nestle's or BP, and these guys don't want to talk around and talk to you about, they talk about, oh, the Americans in the Ukraine, but they don't want to talk to you about Rocket Lab in New Zealand. And this is the whole thing that we're seeing all the way through, is uh, we're having, this will be the elections where we don't actually have an election about things that actually matter to New Zealand uh in fact what we'll have is we'll have an election where chris luxton runs around telling us it's time for change i think actually acting using that line as well which is by the way actually a slogan that was used in the john key election which was actually used from citizen kane and so long along was so was they uh, let's let's uh, not let's just do it um Oh, we can do it. Yeah, you, know, um, you know, these two these literally wrapped off a book which was actually satiring political politicians and how they actually feed us a load of cobblers of stuff that doesn't actually mean anything, that that makes us feel good, or, or they, they, they respond to the things that make us feel good and the things that make us feel bad. But when it comes to actually dealing with analytical issues and having analytical answers... Not so hot. And we do these days don't really seem to think that they're that, actually that's important, you know? Uh, <laughs> you know for, <laughs> I just sort of start to think of all the issues which we need to be talking about and got the list of the pretty bloody damn long one. So as we were driving around the country in order of things that come in my head, <laughs> the first thing that I should notice was roadworks. Roadworks every, every, everywhere you went. And in most of the cases, it would sort of be, you drive into one section, there'd be absolutely nobody there. And then you drive into another section and there might be one guy turning the lollipop. And then you drive into a third section. And if you're lucky, there might be a few people actually doing work. And so even when you talk about road plans or whatever, it was just like, this is an excessive amount of resources being spent. And so instead of saying, let's do one section at a time and we'll concentrate on that area. And so the rest of the traffic can flow normally and people can go about their businesses as usual, no, no, this, this seems to be absolutely aimed at maximum milking of the tender processes, because as I make the point, none of our, our particular red or blue team have ever been that very keen on actually creating an organisation that deals with actual internal corruption. Um, in the States, the United States have a thing called the Government Accountancy Office, the GAO, and they're a little bit like the FBI, but with calculators. And out of the American system, you know, the the GAO has done some pretty bloody brilliant work. Uh, I mean it's you know America is America, the land of the corporations, Um, but they've still done pretty impressive material. We don't have anything like that. So we just instead we have all these towns who uh, effectively have their governments run by local government New Zealand, which is a lobbying at the end of the day, it's a lobbying body. It favours set selected commercial interests over the democratic process. None of our political parties will talk about it. None of them will say we need to address the system and actually return councils to the people who actually live in those areas. How many times have you... uh, Walked into or seen a council basically full of absolute people who have never lived in the country their entire life. They don't really give that much of a crap, other than as long as they get their six-figured salary. And along the way, their entire process is actually not about serving the city. And in fact, you know, it's it's about building their careers so that they can move on to the next higher-paying salary and network amongst themselves and on and on. You know, the idea of actually having a bureaucracy that actually takes pride in its work and that actually is not just wasteful and not just uh, trying to keep up with the Jones, it's completely, you know, it's, it's we've gone from the good old days of the PSA, who were, again, you know, this was the sort of the, the moral backbone of the, of the public service, which was, in, again, an incredibly uh, a, 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 a very valuable check and balance to make sure that our systems aren't just there, but that they are there with accountability and transparency, um, which we have really completely missed. I mean, when was the last time you actually saw someone actually getting there, falling on their sword and actually getting a proper bloody wrap over the knuckles, not just like, oh, you get sent to be the backbench and then you can come back in two weeks' time, a.k.a. Nick Smith, you know, the master of the bounce back. And again, you know, it's quite interesting when we're having this sort of thing about bullying and stuff going on and this being a big issue during the politics. Well, if I remember correctly, that's at the end of the day, why Nick Smith got fired. So why is it not okay to have a a bully in Parliament, but it's okay for us to have a bully as a mayor? You know, there was this constant double standards where the standards only get applied according to the agenda of the day. So we drove around and we saw this all all over the place. And again, all these towns have just gone through things like COVID, um, economic recessions, and they're really struggling to actually, they need to make a dollar just to stay alive, to literally put food on the table. That's how bleak it is out there, folks, ladies and gentlemen. And yet, we have councils, and and outside of the towns and the main road areas, uh, government, that is doing its best to actually disrupt people's livelihoods with no thought about, hey, can't we actually turn around and only do one area at a time? Let's maybe in summertime, we'll actually have those crews working in the nighttime, where there's minimum disruption, and when you actually work out the, the cost expenses, it's actually, you're, you're not spending more money by doing it. Yes, you've got labor costs initially, uh, after hour rates and so on, but then when you look at what the amount in terms of the money that gets lost out of the city because of the productivity, it all kind of balances actually up, uh, in fact, further in the favor of the citizens. All right, we'll take a wee little bit of a break and uh, I'll be right back with you on the selection special and I'm going to play Yellow Taxi. We don't know what we've got till it's gone.
0: They paved paradise, put up a parking lot With a pink hotel, a boutique, seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone they pay paradise put up a parking lot Ooh. Ooh. hey farmer farmer put away the ddt now give me spots on my apples or leave me the birds and the bees please don't it always seem to go We paid paradise, put up a parking lot. Ooh. I said, don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone? We paid paradise, put up a parking lot. Ooh. We paid paradise, put up a parking lot. Ooh. We paid paradise, put up a parking lot. <laughs>
1: Good morning, and you're on the Deadline Report where Ben Vigen investigates, courtesy of Fresh FM, the greatest radio station on the South Island, and probably all the known and unknown metaverses. <laughs> so we've just been talking basically about my road trip at the moment, Ben, ben and Jason's great elections, election special. Uh, Jason uh, is from Skull Adubbery, which will play one of their tracks at the end of the show. Uh, it's a big thank you for Jason, did a wonderful job. Here's the cool... <laughs> Uh, hand Solo uh, on, on this particular great adventure we went on with. Well, I am the short, hairy, dwarven, wookie with short, wookie syndrome. Uh, but deadly with my aim. So as we're going around, we looked at the road situation. We saw a massive amount of small businesses. And uh, for example, I found homeless people in Alexander You know, (laughs) if you know Alexander, you'll know actually how freaking, like, how staggeringly shocking that actually is. Um, This is a place absolutely full of food, jobs. To end up living rough in a place like Alex. You know there's something not right. And it wasn't just, though. you know, it wasn't just, oh yeah, they could get a job. You know, I started to notice a lot of the youth around Fashion is that they're really entering quite valuable silver jewelry and valuable gold these days. And again, I was talking to a young girl about this. She said, You know, that's all my friends going out and want to buying gold, gold uh, watches and whatnot because they realize they can't buy a house and they don't actually have faith in institutions. So they're actually putting their money into into things that, you know, make them look good, but also they know that in a, in a pinch they've got, you know, you can't have a house, but so that's where you put your savings instead. Quite clever. I mean, not, not clever, but you know, uh, good on them for you know for being prudent but it's also again an indictment about or a reflection of the fact that supposedly we're out of the recession and we're all back to rockstar economy and i don't believe it for a second from what i've actually seen driving around again all these towns like Deneen uh and McCargill um gone through and they put this slide despite peak oil uh, which says that peak oil strategic planning about the idea that oil's running out and to combat climate change, uh, basically, the movie says, you know, what you need to do is people need to be moving out to the suburbs, uh, reusing all those old buildings through a new uh, community, sense of community connection, uh, and basically, smaller but better is the answer. When, in actual fact, what we're seeing is that these forces, which are largely draw, driven by corporates, are moving us more and more into the cities or the idea that it's cheaper for them that they can all get us to get us one space and they can maximize their profit. So again, the whole issue, what we're up against is with all these things about climate changes. No, we're not. We're up against a corporate world that is always seeking out to maximize its profit to, 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 to every year. And we see this in our town planning. And we, I mean, again, we look at small towns. All these small towns, you will not increasingly The, the cash machines have gone for them. The service station stations have gone for them. The utilities have been pulled. So that's the, uh, your things like your pools. Um, Your libraries, they're either not getting rebuilt or they're just being basically shut down. So these are all the things that we should have been talking about during an election. We also visited people like Peter Salter, uh, or would have, but Peter Salter had also shut his business, not to do with COVID 2018, uh, decided he'd had enough of tourists, but he'd also had enough of social activism of the 1080 being hijacked by populists who all they saw in it was a means to get their way into parliament and we have seen this growth of this um, populist politics of both the left and the right we saw it with the tppa uh, things like action station popped up and these are really just tools by which the main parties like the aparatics a-p-a-r-a-t-c-h-i-k of the main political system and uh, the, the goal is to basically get around, divert spending caps and at the same time capture your fringe movements which largely are very pivotal in shaping where your swing voters will go in the last two weeks before election which normally those swing voters are the ones that really decide what happens on election night so uh, our political parties have got smart and have gone well actually what we'll do is we'll just capture the social activist scenes the fringe scenes and we'll use them to actually work to get us in and so again We've, you know, I talked about how a lot of these minor parties that when they get elected on election night, if they actually get less than five percent. Uh, those votes effectively get am- amalgamated by the incumbents. That's the parties that actually win. Those votes uh, get basically then divided amongst the seats and they go over to uh, the winning side of-, of the House of Parliament. Um, electoral roll will turn around and sort of make out, like, oh, no, that's not what it is. Um, technically, they're, n- they're not right. They're not technically not, they're not wrong, but they haven't actually explained that. Actually, no, once you actually do look at the post- post-counting process, the outcome that, that those less than 5% parties uh, actually go to the big boys is pretty much actually what the outcome actually is um, unfortunately we have too many of these particular pop-up parties who have popped up on their fringe again fringe activism as i'm explaining why because it's ultimately helping the main parties um, they've all got deep pockets and they all want to sell you bitcoin and coffee mugs made in china and they want to make out like yeah, they're independent activists even though they've actually only been on the scene 15 seconds um, and so this is again part of our whole post-truth uh, election process. So we talked about this on our road trip and we also talked about things like disinformation, how really what I media should be doing is educating us uh, more in depth uh, basically about ways that we can you know did, did, were there multiple sources of information what were the quality of the sources of information what is the credibility of the original source and when you take all the reference all of those you know if you follow it in a methodological process it'll lead you to the facts as opposed to having an opinion and then cherry picking the facts to fit the opinion that you've already got um, so we looked at all of that in the election process but if you want to find out more Go to uh, Ben and Jason's uh, election special road tour shipping news, shipping news number twenty-three, and I'll see you then. And this is Jason's, Jason on scale robbery, peace warrior.